When your rural community college students registered for your class, they had no way of knowing that they were opening a window to the wider world. And never in a million years did they suspect that by the time the class ended, they would be close friends and business partners with students half a world away. But they are. And the world is better because of it. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. I wanted students to experience the world with teaching technology. A lot of students in America think about the large tech companies, but they don't realize how much of a difference they can make with technology globally and to think out of the box. This week, taking connectivity for granted, dance moves on the metro platform, and starting a long-distance business to improve the planet. Join us on a virtual journey from Middletown, Virginia to Oman, Jordan, and the birth of the bottle bot. It's 2233. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. These exchanges shaped who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. Ooh, yeah. um, Melissa Stang. I'm from Lord Fairfax Community College in Middletown, Virginia. I'm the professor of computer science, and I participated in the Global Sustainability Challenge. The Stevens Initiative launched a Global Solution Sustainability Challenge for Hospitality and Tourism. The Stevens Initiative honors um, Ambassador Stevens, and he was very big on having Americans explore the world and understand and develop a better cultural understanding to make the world a better place. Through the Stevens Initiative, students are able to do that without having to always leave the United States and still gain the same aspect that Ambassador Stevens wanted every student to experience. I had never done an international virtual exchange. I was a foreign exchange student in Spain when I was in high school, and our college had lost our Spanish student who teacher who would have taken students on alternative exchanges, but we didn't even know virtual exchanges existed until the Stevens Initiative came across our email and said, here's an opportunity. Lower Fairfax, our student population is very rural. Most of them are working adults, um, non-traditional students, and they don't have the opportunity because of work and family concerns to actually travel. We had 17 of them in an introduction to computer science class, and then we had three business students join us and two science majors joined in, and they had to figure out how to mesh different backgrounds, different career aspirations, and at the same time, learn how to talk with their Jordanian partners. And they're seven hours ahead of us. So they had to sometimes work at one o'clock in the morning and then get up and come to class. So they had a, 
a cultural experience. We had on our team, we had um, military vets. We had foreign students already, ELL students. And then we had some people who had never been out of the northern Shenandoah Valley before. So it was a great mix to see and an opportunity for students to experience stuff they never would have. Actually, we had people from the age of 42 all the way down to 17. We had two minors in our group. One was still in high school, she was doing old student, and she was actually able to take this experience and what she was doing at the college into our government class in history. We had veterans in there who had traveled the world with the military, but had never been to Jordan. And they had a different aspect. We had students who were from Mexico and were able to relate his world in Mexico to what inner cities in Jordan look like. So we went full scale from, like I said, 17-year-olds up to 42-year-olds. So it was a diverse group. So we received an email two or three weeks after we had been accepted into it of, here is your counterpart professor, here is the school. And then of course, as soon as we knew the name of the schools, our students were like going out and searching the web, trying to find out about them and you know look at questions. And so we set up a virtual exchange then with the students to meet each other. Some of the students, the, the females were a little gun shy because they had perceived that the females were not kind of respected as, as much as they were in America, and that quickly was shot down. They had the idea that all the ladies wore the Muslim headdress. That was shot down. So they, they broke down a lot of cultures. You know, the Jordanian students asked questions, wanted immediate responses. The, the American students kind of like to contemplate about what, how they were going to answer because they didn't want to say anything wrong. Uh, we had a real hard time of remembering not to use slang because it got confusing. Um, so it was, it was really somewhat interesting to watch, but also at the same time, the students were able to laugh at each other and try to explain. So they would have a Jordanian student trying to interpret for the other Jordanian students or the American student would try to explain what they thought the Jordanians were saying. And it was, it was really nice. <laughs> I would not want to venture what these students have shared. They spent um, days when, when they finally got to meet here in D.C. They spent days going around trying to teach each other different things. Uh, we had one student who was trying to learn Arabic. The Jordanian students were going back and saying, y'all, because they thought that was funny and hey, and you know. So it, it was really neat to watch them pick up. So it was very awkward. We take the connectivity 
to the web kind of for granted here. And a lot of times the Jordanians were having to connect through their phones in coffee shops. We learned that they don't all have data plans. They use Wi-Fi a lot. So we were going through five or six different types of technology to get worked out. One of the big discussions was the Americans would look at it. We had it up on a big screen in front of the classroom, and they would look at that screen and talk. And the Jordanians were getting frustrated because they wanted them to look at them in the camera, but the Americans thought they were. So we were, like, moving TV screens and cameras around to try to work out so both of them could get what they needed to. When the light bulb went off when about week four, it was the first time the students came in and kind of took charge. They set up the technology and they just connected and started talking and they were hashing out drawings on stick figures on the board and then they would say no and they'd share each other's stuff. And I kind of was able finally to just move back into the back and sit and watch. And then as they were progressing and they were showing their video and their designs from going out and talking to businesses, then all of a sudden it hit them, this could be a real thing. They had talked to the Office of Ministry in Jordan and we had talked to several convenience store people in town who were willing to continue the funding after the program. So these students are very close to possibly getting patents out of the project. So yeah, that, that really kind of hit reality is that these community college students who never would have thought about even where Jordan was, now all of a sudden are lifelong partners with a Jordan team. The goal of the, the exchange was to come up with a solution to a problem that they selected in the hospitality or tourism area. And they came up with recycled water bottles because it's in the ocean. Both countries could address that. We all use them, and in Jordan, they kind of just throw them away. They don't have quite the recycling that uh, the America has. And so it was very important that we address what could be usable in both areas. Our students here went out and talked to businesses and found out that where we go and buy these plastic reuse bottles, they, they would love to have a collection areas for recycling there, but they don't want something big and huge. The students took that, and then in Jordan, they wanted the same thing. So they took that together and created this small size of a trash can recycled thing that uses a mobile app to notify people to come pick it up and empty it, and at the same time reward users with monetary gifts and money through an app. So if I'm in the U.S. and I'm a member and I'm recycling through their project called BottleBot and I go to Jordan or I go to Turkey or I go to Australia and I throw away something in the BottleBot there, I'm still getting points and rewards. So it is truly global.
we started out trying to each team do the same thing and then compare and pick something. And that got a little chaotic um, because each side got defensive of, I want this way and I want that way. So the, the two leaders of the groups, one from each side, the binational leaders said, well, let's split it. And so the Jordanians did the engineering part because that was their background. The Americans did the programming and the computer part and the marketing part because we had the business students. The Jordanians did the videos. And so we gave each other pieces and parts, but each country did certain things to come together as one final project. project actually ended with one huge business plan that was created, a binational video, and that was submitted to the Stevens Initiative to be judged by people we didn't know. And it was put out on the web for people to review and look at and compare. Thankfully, we were tied for the winner of the second cohort. I think that's when they really became one because they, they were literally two minutes from the deadline, making tweaks to their videos and talking all the way through the night. And that they, they became a team. BottleBot right now, we have some funding from both sides. There is a convenience store here in the U.S. chain that would like to test drive it for us. And it's actually being manufactured in Jordan uh, because their office of ministry is very much behind the students and the whole patent process and everything. Because it's being manufactured over there, it'll be filed over there first. But they are still working on it, and hopefully this time next year, the product will be out and into the field. In the U.S., we tend to throw a recycle in and it's compacted down and separated. They, in Jordan, they because of the heat and their environment, they actually wanted it melted. So the, they came up with a bottle bot that allows it to be both. So it's adaptable to the country that it's in. It dresses a big concern that we found out was nobody wants to visit someplace that's dirty. So in the battlefields around here or in the out front of the museums when people have their water bottles before they go in. So it's a way to keep the environment cleaner. It keeps it out of the water, uh, especially in the Jordan area. And so it's kind of hoped that it'll help clean up the Dead Sea and the Shenandoah Valley, you know, the, the Shenandoah River. So we've kind of really want to use that as the model to move it out through the rest of the world. That we learned that the Jordanians thought that Americans were very arrogant, um, and, and they they shared that with us. At the, and then they, by the end, they were telling us, you know, that's not true. You just have certain ways that you figure everybody does. So they had to they learned 
the difference um, of why the Americans were kind of like the way they were. But more importantly, on my student side, they definitely have a different idea about Muslims and that whole Jordanian area over there and what they have to face that things like cars would go by and you could hear them through while they were inside their building. You know, and we were like, what was that? And so they had to learn that we have things pretty good. They also, different dances, different cultures, but in the end, the students are students and they all want to make a better place. Unless they talk to each other outside of their own communities, they can't make that difference, but now they really think that they can. I've got students going down the hall today still wearing the, the gifts that they got from their Jordanian students to, to start conversations. They're talking about what they learned from the Jordanians and their culture and all their tourist places. They want to go there now. Um, I think they've been begging the Stephen Initiative to say, okay, well, let's take the, the Americans over to Jordan now since they got to come this way. Um, it, it's really crazy created a spark and it's students creating that spark in students now. It's not just us faculty saying, here's a class so that you can experience this. Other students are going out to recruit and those students are coming to faculty now saying, can you add this to ours? So, so that's the big piece. Lord Fairfax group ended up, all except for one young lady, ended up there before the Jordan students and literally going back into the lobby all the way up until midnight when they got there because there was a hang up with customs and we were like, are they here yet? Are they here yet? And then the next day we had one of our last students show up and all it was 10 o'clock at night and all the Jordanian students on the team came back downstairs to meet her and her mother and just they were like hugging each other and you know saying things that the mother was like this is like a family and it was like they really are they were so excited to see each other and then we would tour in DC and we were in the subway and we were waiting for the train and the Jordanian students started trying to teach the Americans how to do a dance and it just wasn't going well so then the Americans were like okay so we'll teach you our dance and they're like yeah I don't like that let's go back to her so it was funny to watch them dance together and try to teach each other you know the Americans were trying to learn Arabic and we were trying to teach them some slang and some fun things while we were walking around looking at the White House and one of our girls had a birthday and the Jordanians birthdays are apparently a big thing and they had a big party celebration for the Jordanian way and she was just totally overwhelmed with the difference of how a birthday is done in the two different countries it was really exciting summit we had students at a high stress time we had two of our students actually have breakdowns and just they were they were really stressed out and I watched these Jordanian students on the team come in and be that supportive piece for them and got them through you know it's okay we can do this and and they just 
they were like sisters and brothers. They went from that to watching them up on stage doing their presentation and something would go wrong or somebody would say something and they were there covered it you know covering for each other and supportive and at the end of that summit they went around and they did kind of a kudos and every single person on our team gave somebody on our another person on our team a kudo for some point and that's when it was like this made a difference imagine teaching without a piece of this now. It's definitely changed my perspective, how important it is to get students to think out of the box, to experience other cultures, even virtually, that it gives them that sense of travel, that they belong to the world. And it's not just the United States. There are other countries out there. And that when they're creating things, especially in technology, they have to think about it from a global aspect. And they would not have had that. Um, so I'm already started changing my courses. All of them are going to have this piece now in one form or another. We've had two students who have been given job off opportunities, um, and during their interviews, they've explained to us that they were asked quite a lot of questions about their experience in the exchange, and both of them said the communication, the teamwork skills that they gained helped them get those positions. We've had one student who will be graduating in May, going on to a four-year. She actually was given a total presidential scholarship to the four-year school because of the Jordan ex uh, experience and the global exchange. That's something the school was very impressed with at the community college level that they had never heard of that happening before. Students are actually switching careers and asking now for more of this. So they are going out in the community and our community um, in, in Middletown has very much been supportive and asking for our students to go out into the community and sit on panels and talk about their experiences. And we've also been able to find out that there's a similar, some opportunities for the high school students. And we've taken that now out. They've taken that to the, the schools in the area are excited about it. say the virtual experience definitely has made me more optimistic. You know, you, you hear quite a bit about all the bad going on. This gave me hope that the students that are out there now have experienced this. They're going to make a difference because they're open to talking to other countries and solving problems and they know they can do it. And it's really going to change the world.
2233 is produced by The Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of The Collaboratory. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. This week, Lord Fairfax Community College professor Melissa Stang discussed her class's first-ever foray into international virtual exchange with a class of students in Jordan. The program was part of the Stevens Initiative, an international effort funded by ECA and others and implemented by the Aspen Institute to build career and global competence skills for young people in the United States and the Middle East and North Africa by growing and enhancing the field of virtual exchange, online, international, and collaborative learning. For more about the Stevens Initiative, check out stevensinitiative.org. For more about ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We also encourage you to subscribe to 2233. You can do so wherever you find your podcast. And hey, while you're at it, leave us a nice review. And we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at ecacollaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. Did you know that photos of each week's interviewee and complete episode transcripts can be found at our webpage at eca.state.gov? Slash 2233. Special thanks this week to Melissa for her stories and her groundbreaking leadership in her classroom. I did the interview and edited this segment. Featured music was Turning, Three Stories, Tripoli, and Vittoro by Blue Dot Sessions, and There Once Was a Mad by Ted Heath, Edmundo Ross, and their orchestras. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagirlius. Until next time.